Welcome, everyone, to the Enter the Vortex podcast with Carol and Erin, where we share our experiences and opinions on the metaphysical and physical aspects of life as we know it. Hello. Hello, hello. See if I don't strangle myself with these headphones. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a great start to the episode. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Oh, how have things been for you? Oh, actually, well, the roller coaster ride seems to have calmed and we're just on like the coast back down, I feel. Um, Although I don't think it's over yet. Uh, But I do feel a lot more chill than I did earlier this week. My energy of like wanting to get all of that like raw, angry, uncertain frustrations. I've kind of put that out there. And so now Mm -hmm. I, I feel a little more mellow or it could be the hot chocolate I was drinking just before we started to record I don't know <laughs> fair yeah it's interesting I've definitely been through a little bit of a roller coaster this week so far myself um mm. just with various things and children not sleeping <laughs> oh I shall also add a little bit to that um I love my daughter <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I realized that it's very much a monkey see monkey do type of thing. Well, she is that age. Yes. <sighs> Apparently I was traveling in my sleep. Mm. And so she sees, oh, mommy's doing this. I need to do that too. But instead of projecting an avatar and then traveling, I'm like literally like all, all of me's going, um, mm-hmm. which is making me quite tired in the mornings and she was doing essentially the same thing which was opening portals in my house and all that fun things <laughs> so I forgot to tell you that that was one of the reasons why she wasn't sleeping that's amazing and it's also full moon time yeah, right but it's not it's not actually the full moon it's just apparently something about the full moon pings me to want to travel and that's when I start traveling and I get weird and then that like my daughter sees this and then decides that she wants to travel too. And then, like I said, opens up portals because we're traveling, opening portals instead of, you know, how we should be doing it. And, uh, and then she, uh, you know, through the portals can come various interesting energies that want to have fun and play. Oh boy. Yeah. That, that sounds like, an astronomically fun time (laughs) it's been great I've had to tell myself my body like when we travel we project an avatar we don't just go out (laughs) into the ethers um and then I had to like because they were portals that I had created and that she had created we just kind of what I did was I just like created like a, a vacuum tunnel tornado type vortex thing that just like sucked up all the little portals and like shot them into outer space so that's what we did i did this i was gonna say i did this on monday and like yesterday and today she slept better that's good no sorry i lied i did this on tuesday she slept better today what the hell even day is it erin i don't know know. (laughs) weird whatever You said earlier today that time is, is a weird thing for you today. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking that like, I feel like it's like Thursday or Friday. And then when I really think about it and I go, no, 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 it has to be like Monday or Tuesday. And then I'm like, it's actually Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> like, 
it's like I think I'm ahead and then I'm like no no no, it's got to be like earlier in the week but it's actually not it's like the middle of the week so yeah it's been a very weird week in time well we are nearing the two-year anniversary of me being let off because of the lockdowns because mm-hmm. my last day of work was March 9th of 2020 and I'm starting a new job on March 1st but I'm technically actually going to hang out for the weekend because we're doing a VIP invite only open house uh, on the weekend so yeah. I'm super excited for that at the new gym that I'll be working at and I really realized this week I'm like holy fuck I need routine I need a routine of some kind because these last two years have not been anything like that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oi, yeah. Anyways, um, I wanted to backtrack a little bit to you talking about the portals. What I wanted to ask was, do you think she's old enough that you could teach her or get her involved in, like kind of even in a playful sense of helping her shut them down in her room herself? But then I wonder if she'll use the that is in the reverse. <laughs> it's interesting because she is such a smart child I don't know if you saw the last um the last our seed selfie reading that our mentor did Caitlin no I haven't been able to catch up on that she um she you know how she did it was like you have to post a picture of something that you can't live without yes and you picked one with your daughter yes I picked one with my daughter she did a reading for my child (laughs) okay I have to go watch it now Yes. Um, I actually saved the clip, so I'll send that to you after. That's amazing. I am here for that. That sounds like fun. Apparently, my little girl is an Arcturian, of all things. (laughs) I just gave me, like, a full... I just vortex, basically. mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. So imagine me and all my glottis... Glottis? Glottis. (laughs) (laughs) My goddess glory... (laughs) I tried to combine <laughs> glory and goddess together. That's, and goddess. <laughs> That's a new word. I need to write this down. I swear we're not drinking. Um, Let's go to the show notes. Nobody will understand. <laughs> yeah, like me from all my goddess glory. And then my daughter is an Arcturian of all things. <laughs> I need to dry my tears. <laughs> that's good which is funny because i'm wondering if that's part of is that they are very artistic yeah and i'm wondering if that's partially one of the reasons why i'm so logical or i try to be so logical is that i can eventually understand my child (laughs) because arcturians right they're very like analytical and very like wanting to learn how to like deconstruct things and put things together and I mean I'm already seeing that and she's only two and a half (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're very quantum already I have a friend in Winnipeg who's an artist that essentially when she gets into her art mode she is literally channeling her Arcturian self and the artwork that she creates it just like it's like a vortex or a portal it just draws me right in and it's beautiful and it's like the slightest manipulation of flowing acrylic paint and it's just it blows my mind she's like and she was just the way that I think about the way she carries herself too she's um like intense but in all the good ways and um methodical and analytical and quantum without realizing that they're quantum so super cool yeah that's exciting really, really interesting um 
So it'll be interesting to see how she grows up. I think she's probably going to be really heavy into the sciences, which is totally fine. Mm. Um, and I'm like just excited to see where that'll go. But yeah, I can definitely see why um, she can be the way she is with things. Like she very much wants to like get in hands on, like take things apart. Mm. Um, like if I put her toys away, she's immediately got to be in the toy box pulling everything out again. Like it's it's just like, oh my goodness, could we just hold on a moment? Um mm. But yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how she goes. And I'm so excited to, to parent that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I really am excited. I'm just, ew, we'll see. Yeah, you, I, I, can, I can understand what you're like, you're tapping into. It's going to actually, it might actually be more challenging for you than it will be for her mm-hmm. to kind of let go of your wanting to control or wanting to guide her in a certain direction. Um, I think like... I know it's easy for me to say because I don't have kids, but I look at the way that I taught children and I, I really, and I think maybe it is, it is actually easier for me to say this because I'm coming from the teacher perspective. Those kids don't come home with me at the end of the day, I send them off. But when they were in my classroom or whenever they're in my space, they get to be who they truly are without the expectations, projections and judgments of their parents, their family, their ancestors. They get to just be and explore who they really are and I think sometimes parents forget that um kids aren't here for them they're here for themselves you know and I, I'm not saying that about you at all because yeah, no, I, I, I know you definitely are going to allow her independence um as much as it might drive you nuts <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's interesting because I feel like it'll be it'll be more of a difficulty for my husband than it'll be for me because I when when uh, Caitlin was mentioning that I was just like okay yeah I see where that's happening already and I'm so excited to play with her because I also love I must have an Arcturian aspect I don't know but I love taking things apart and figuring them out too so I'm like I'm excited to do that with her um but I can see where my husband is a little bit more like he's a little bit more rigid in his thinking and he wants it to be his way and like I can see them butting heads a little bit, even though I think he's also similar to her <laughs> in that. From what I know about him, I would have to agree with you. Yeah, that I think, and, and see, I, I had another awareness actually, um, that, you know, how they say opposites attract, but then likeness repels. Mm-hmm. And I've had that repelling experience where you meet someone that is so much like you, that you butt heads so much that it actually becomes toxic or it can become toxic because you neither one of you are looking or willing to look at what is actually being mirrored or shown to you that you need to work on it yourself. And like, that was why me and my dad didn't get along. And I, I just, yeah, I have, <laughs> I, um, I kind of had this realization of like uh, someone that in my excursions around dating, where it's like, I kind of sat down after hanging out with this one person and I was like, holy shit. Like if I were to, if things were to continue the way that they are right now, nothing in my life will change. And that's not what I want. I want, I have some big dreams and that isn't to say that this person couldn't fill in the gaps, but there would be a little bit more that would need to clear before, before things actually could flourish because there was so much, there was too many similarities and too many mirrors and, and timing was off too. And that's like, it, it is what it is. It's kind of fine, but it just kind of makes me chuckle. Cause it's like, do you really want this Carol? Or do you actually want to look for something else or see something else or find something different? so 
having the awareness that I have and applying that to dating, it makes it interesting and also heartbreaking without the heartbreak because you kind of have those realizations without having to go through a long drawn out relationship or experience where somebody does get hurt which is what I, I don't want for either one of us or any of that and like I'm cool with like exploring that aspect with friendships too like there doesn't have to be romantic involvement for that either um but it's it's like okay do I continue to try and give tinder a chance or do I just like you know shut all those trajectories and, and leave it and, and see if someone shows up in my field that actually pings me as like hey there's potential for expansion here yeah. not just growth not just the growth and the clearing of things but also something that's super expansive and and feels easy and light and and more more like wanting to co-create with the world rather than clean up what we've co-created in the past so to speak yeah that's a it's a good awareness though you know like it's it's interesting to see how that kind of all plays out and I think too like you said when you're too similar like I remember there was a guy that I I don't even know if I'd call it dated but um we uh we were very similar like we were literally I won't say the same person because obviously that would be really weird but like we were we liked the same things we kind of had the same mannerisms like it was very much like you could put up a mirror and like mirror me as a male and that would have been him surprisingly enough we had a very similar name as well (laughs) goody yeah and I'm like I can't I can't do that like I can't date someone who has almost the same name as me it was very weird Um, yeah but we ended up having a I don't know a fling of some sort it was very much a very interesting situation um and it just like yeah it was one of those things of like wow if I go down this path I see nothing but like like it just wasn't great like it was just like I see us having a lot of fights I see us not dealing with our shit um and that's not what I want because I think yeah I think what had happened was one of my friends had a social or a party or something at her place he couldn't come so I went by myself I'm like whatever um and then you know of course it's one of those nights where like you know you stay up till like two three four o'clock in the morning um and I wasn't really drinking because I had to be at work first thing in the morning for inventory oh. um I know it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> inventory sucks um and uh yeah and then so he was like well we'll hang out after you're done with inventory I'm like okay cool whatever um but I guess he had I don't know what happened but he started getting really upset that I was hanging around with people and that there was like because by the end of that point in the night people had gone to bed and because I was going to stay up all night because I had to get up and go to work for six o'clock in the morning I figured I've, I'm just going to stay up so there yeah, was a couple the of guys <laughs> yeah and a couple of other guys were going to stay up with me because you know I think they thought that things were going to happen but they weren't <laughs> yeah been down that road yeah um parties party scenario yeah and he he blamed me for that whole situation and I was like okay because and then of course I get to work and um they're like actually we don't need you for inventory so I'm like I stayed up all night to come here (laughs) to be here super early but whatever um 
So I'd be I like, hey guys, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. So I, I messaged this guy and I was like, okay, so like, are we going to hang out or not? And he would like, he didn't respond to me. And I mean, granted, I knew he was up because he usually gets up early. So I was like, all right, cool. So I drove all the way home. I, at mm-hmm. the time I was working in Winnipeg and I lived outside of the city. So I drove all the way home and he responded and he's like, I don't appreciate the way you treated me last night. I'm like, what the heck? I ah! did nothing. So I'm like, all right, cool. I think we should not see anyone. Like, I don't think we should see each other. Like, this is, this is weird. I knew it was going to be a bad thing from the very beginning. And I didn't listen to my gut and we just got into the situation and oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, somebody once told me that I, my expectations were too high. <laughs> And I said, you know, it's really funny that you would say that considering you're somebody that's not willing to live up to them. Oh, ouch. Eh? Well, I don't actually feel bad for saying that. Um, But I did for a while kind of let that be disempowering to me Mm -hmm. in in the sense of like me wondering... Like, is this why I've never actually been in a majorly serious long-term relationship? And like, I can usually weed out people pretty quickly when I'm chatting with them online. And like, I'm not new to online dating. And that's kind of how I started in my early twenties. MSN messenger was the thing that was, and it was free and it's not the same. It's like, it, it's pretty much was for those of you listeners that are much younger than I am. Um, <laughs> it's essentially like Facebook messenger but there was also chat rooms and then you could go into chat rooms based on your location or you could pick other ones and then people wouldn't meet um message you yada yada and you could meet people that way and i was also in university like in my early 20s obviously like most people do and like the crowd at university was like not for me um i don't know i just wasn't and and that's fine and like i can't say that I would get past meeting person once and I was like, this is never going to work. Like it's, it's really not ever going to work. Like, and I, and I knew it right away. And the first time that I actually felt like there might be a potential was when I had reconnected with somebody that I met when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, like we already know kind of know each other's history a little bit. Like we have similar friendships, we have similar tastes in music, et cetera. And it was fine. And, and yet he was not like, the, my best experiences were actually people that I've met in person and not online. So I have a hard time with the online stuff because like for dating, for meeting friendships, different story. I've met some really amazing human beings within our mentorship program and the courses that we've been taking via online. And um, I've had some like really weird experiences. I was invited, I'm in this group um, about how to get yourself out of debt but yet she did like a party for new year's and there was a couple of connections that I had made from that random, like break. That was the first time I learned that zoom had breakout rooms. And then we did like these like little bingo games and things. And it was actually, it was so much fun. And it was like, I would have never met these people otherwise, but like we had an entertaining evening. It was a great way to spend your early new year's Eve. And the majority of them were Canadians. And they were, so we were all in similar time zones and it was like, I've had great conversations with random strangers on the internet, but I don't know if I take dating seriously. I think I'm a little too old fashioned and I won't want that traditional human connection. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, I'm also okay with being on my own. Cause whatever, I'm a fun time. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's very entertaining when, when you said um, what you had said to that person about your standards, it reminded me of a conversation that I had with a guy that I was 
seeing before I got together with my husband who <laughs> you've told me yeah. about him yeah I did um <laughs> so he of all like believe it or not he was a military um individual so he <laughs> not, the, in- not the Nigerian militaries that I get <laughs> no no he, he was part of uh I can't remember. I think he was a sergeant in the army or something. I don't know. I don't know stats, whatever, or like status, whatever. But anyways, um, he, (laughs) he said to me one day, he's like, so uh, what went wrong in all your relationships? And I basically explained to him like verb per each relationship. I explained to him why, not that I had to give him this reason, but I did anyway. Um, And he's, and he looks at me, he's like, okay, because you know you're the common denominator so what's wrong with you and I was like excuse (laughs) me sir (laughs) what is you are also the common denominator of all of your failed relationships what's wrong with you and he goes yeah well women are crazy and I'm like excuse me (laughs) oh I oh man he was he was something else I dodged a bullet with that one. So many red flags in that mm. short amount of time. Yep. I, I, think only, I think we only saw each other for like a week or not a week, <laughs> a month, a month. I have definitely had to ask universe to show me quality male relationships. And I'm cool with them being platonic or like really loving, kind influences on the internet. Like I am a huge fan of Mark Groves and his work. And from his podcast that I've been listening to, and he's Canadian, which is really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, and from his podcast that I've been listening to, I've listened to every single one of his episodes. I mean, I haven't caught up in the last month and a half because the world's been on fire. <laughs> Not literally, but yeah. um, I've uh, I've listened to every single one of his episodes. Some of them I've listened to repeatedly. And the guests that he has as well, like um, Universe has really been great at showing me some really great examples of what like the good men out there because I've had a lot of negative experience too and I I realized like hmm, maybe two or three years ago that I have to stop vilifying the men because that doesn't help them do their healing either but what I have realized like what I actually want like I want somebody that can listen and have a conversation about aliens have a conversation about spirituality have a conversation about conspiracy theories have a conversation about the nuthouse government that we have right now have a conversation about mother nature and living off of the land and tell me what your passions are don't just ask me what's up don't ask me what restaurant I want to eat at like I want to know about real fucking life things Mm -hmm. don't waste my time with small talk I've been a waitress for 20 years and a bartender for 20 years I get paid very well to deal with bullshit small talk at my bar front or in my waitressing job I'm not doing that on a date you're not paying me to be there that like the exchange for me is just like it's just a no bueno for me like talk to me about the world talk to me about the collective that's going on talk to me about how you've healed or overcome something tell me what you actually think about and you wish you had someone you could talk to but you don't mm-hmm. but I would like to fill in that gap and have that gap filled as well yeah no I totally hear that it's I think that's something that's I don't want to say it's difficult to to find because I don't believe it's difficult. I think it just depends on how hard you're willing to look and yeah. how you make yourself available for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I know I spent a long time having my defenses up and I'm still, I'm still skittish isn't the right word. Like, and even having my defenses up isn't the right word, but cautious maybe just like you really are going to need to prove that you're going to increase the value of my life before I'm willing to give up what I already have established because I'm fine with being alone. I can, I, I totally can. I actually wish I could just like be alone in silence for a week. And that's one of the things I miss about living alone is like just having that ability to like process my thoughts and decompress from the nonsense of the world. Cause like the world is nuts right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm here for it. And I'm grateful that I have some rational friends and even family members that are willing to have the conversation with me about what's going on, which is kind of surprising because we never used to talk about this stuff, but like everyone in the world is fired up right now about what's happening collectively. We have a leader who is losing his ever-loving mind in the public eye, like on the daily. Fascinating. <laughs> like it's fascinating, but like as much as it's easy to vilify him, I also like how far, how much longer before we see a psychotic break on live television in the House of Commons? Because there's a lot of things that are being said. Mm-hmm. And and yet there's also a lot of things that are on repeat with this interesting tone, like a robotic tone of this constant rhetoric being repeated. And I really wonder, like, who are you trying to convince, buddy? Because the world is not convinced. Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to convince your little group of liberal NDP followers and like the, the random others that might actually believe in you in the house that are voting in favor of what you want to pass? Because... The amount of violations mm-hmm. and things that are happening right now, like it's, I think because I have the lensing of understanding that it's, that these governments are like being closed out. And we know that like part of this was that the governance timelines, the trajectories of those have been dismantled. Mm-hmm. So we, we still have to catch up in human time, right? Because in quantum time, it's done with this timeline's over with. But in human time, we still have to have all of those dirty little, like the dirty laundries coming out to play and be shown. But like the amount of divisive rhetoric that's being used mm-hmm. and the, the lack of leadership from a position, from a person in a position of leadership that claims to be the representative of what Canadians are, but is so far removed from what actual Canadians are. I'm like, I want to be, I want to have, I need to have people in my life that want to have these conversations in a rational way mm-hmm. where we, we can take a look at all sides of what's happening, weigh in the metaphysical aspects like this, um, like all the spiritual aspects of the things, like the energies and the entities that are involved in what's going on right now, the psychological aspects of things, the impact that we're going to see on society. And then what is the solution? Because I can't keep playing in the spinning of worrying that the world is going to end. Because it is going to end eventually for all of us. Like, it doesn't have to be a doomsday event. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. I, I guess... I guess I can understand why it's hard to have strong male um, role models in the world when we see leaders like ours getting away with the shit that comes out of their mouth and there's no accountability and there's so much gaslighting and dodging of accountability and to say things like to say things to a person who is a survivor of the holocaust like the ancestry 
mm-hmm. of this MP. She's a survivor of like, that today. Oh, I was like, oh God. And then to tell her that she stands with people who use the negative symbolism of Nazi Germany and then be called out by your own House of Commons and not issue a fucking apology? Why the hell are you still in that position? Mm-hmm. And how can we expect other men to stand up and take accountability when the leader of our country won't even do it? Well, and I think that brings us to an interesting point. And I think we talked about that, like something, well, we talked about similar things last week, I think, mm-hmm. um, with the whole follow the patriarchy, um, or at least something about the patriarchy, right? Um, so <laughs> I always talk about it, of course. Um But it's interesting to note because it's like, I feel like with these governance timelines collapsing and the way that we knew things to be with the governance, I feel like that's a shift in how patriarchy has been, right? Like when it was originally installed, and I don't really feel like it was installed. I think it was just like with the fall of the goddess patriarchy kind of just stepped in or at least shifted so that it filled both roles Mm. Mm -hmm. so that you know it it could still uphold some sort of order order is not the right word but similar like a structure right um and without that balance it left the patriarchy um in some sort of like I don't know, the power, I don't want to say the power corrupted the patriarchy, but there was some sort of hijacking or some sort of like manipulation to it that made it what we see today. And I feel like with this fall, like the fall of the governance timelines and the switch shifting into this new, I don't want to call it the new world order because like, it, that's not it at all. That's, no. that's hijacked itself. Um yeah. <laughs> the new earth timeline right with the where we're going back to the the original earth's blueprint i feel like that's going to bring back that balance between the patriarchy and the matriarchy right the god and the goddess the divine masculine divine feminine um and i think we're coming back to that or at least you know we're going to see that the rise of the divine feminine i mean we've already been seeing it over the last at least probably at least a decade, if not longer, right? Mm -hmm. But we're going to see that continue to happen and we're going to come back to balance, I think. Um, Mm. You know, and I'm seeing a lot of, I do see a lot of men stepping up and really reaching out to other men and saying like, look, we need to shift the way we are approaching things and are really coming back to a healed divine masculine way, you know, who to me, like a healed divine masculine or someone who's operating from a divine masculine role is very much in support of the women in their lives, Mm -hmm. who is protective, but not overbearing and not controlling, you know, one who can, you know, support the, you know, the women in their lives in a way that is helpful and not harmful, you know, one that is like, I don't know. I just, I see it as being balanced, like the yin to the yang, the, um, the hunter to the gatherer, right? Like one is not more important than the other, because if you don't have divine feminine, you don't have a healthy divine masculine. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the divine masculine, you don't have a healthy divine feminine. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, 
I think that's one of those things that I've been coming into, like, I, I don't want to say into, like to terms with over the last little bit, but like I've coming into the realization of perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how things shift over the next little while. Um, I'm still holding out like by 2024, things are going to be, I don't want to say wildly different, but I think things are going to get really interesting over the next two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with you on that. And when we were talking last week about the governance and how it's it's all crumbling right now um i've had new awareness drop in since our last podcast and um so i was chatting with another friend of ours we had gone on a hike in uh, birds hill park which i love and i get the best downloads when i'm in that in that park like it just gets clarity of thought and things just like visually play out for me really beautifully Mm. um and so i was letting her know about how we had done some work around what it looked like to close out those governance timelines Um, And then the other awareness that I got was that we also have to kind of acknowledge that that at some point humans kind of called in being governed. Mm -hmm. And so I did a little bit of clearing work around like the swindling of that because a kind of what the patriarchy timelines as well, like the original intention of the patriarchy had become so layered with distortions and hijackings and it has become really toxic which has you know kind of led to the me too movement which i think has now evolved to the cancel culture stuff which we'll talk about in a little bit but um what i'm kind of seeing is like at some point humans believed that they wanted the governance because they needed something and yet that also got distorted and it kind of went parallel with the patriarchy where hey we're here to serve but just kidding, we're actually here to control. And then just kidding, you don't actually have sovereignty. Like, you know, and what I kind of saw was the collective timelines of that agreement of being governed was recanted, rescinded, recalled. And then um, my guides came to me and said, like, it's going to feel like it's getting ugly for a little bit because all of that stuff has to surface because we really need to see with open eyes every single detail of all of the lies we have been living for so long and all of the things that are trying to be installed that are not actually beneficial to humanities moving forward and evolving. I don't, and I also don't like the word revolution because it needs to be an evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think language is important um, in that. And then basically that once we kind of are aware of the full truth and transparency of what has been happening, um, that is when humans can realize like, okay, we're at a, we're at a point where we get to choose now we want stronger choice. And I'm seeing an amplification of voices on all sides because to bring it back to what I see in the house of commons with the videos that they've been showing and all the footage, like there's a lot of very strong female voices that are speaking out and they are going after all of the nonsense that is being spewed by the lying liberals. And I'm not saying all the liberals are liars, but the majority of them have really bought into this story and this rhetoric and they're continuing to push it. And they're getting pushback from some really strong and powerful female leaders. And I was like, I wish I had this example of what a female leader in her power on her access is actually speaking like eloquently and yet firmly about her convictions about why things are wrong. Because I never was given that experience example when I was a kid I only ever saw the toxic masculine and the toxic feminine 
And therefore I became both. And I actually tend to present more with my toxic masculine energies um, than I do. And I'm, and then if you get to know me on a more personal or a more romantic level, you get the toxic feminine energies. None of it's good. <laughs> None of it is good. None of it has helped me. Um, well, I'm not sure. it. it's fine. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess it, uh, I guess it has helped me. It's brought me awareness and, and knowledge and all of that. And, um, to realize what doesn't work and why it doesn't work. And also the trauma that's laid into why, like where that all comes from. So that's fine. Like I'll give my, I'll give myself a, a break for that, some grace for that, but I'm still going to make fun of it a little bit. Um, but to see, to see these women standing in their power, this is like the me too movement amplified. Cause it isn't just the me too, movement, but I think that needed to come to the surface first to realize like, wait a second, there's some stuff here that has to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm not saying that women are perfect because we're not, because we can also be verbally, emotionally, physically abusive as well. Like I would definitely like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily the nicest person when I'm in an argument, but at least I can recognize when I'm wrong and I will try and like reconcile when I can, you know? And, and I feel like a lot of women haven't been given the examples that they, they really need to, to be able to kind of, what's the word, I don't want to say assimilate, that's not the right word, but like, just to have that influence, I guess, of what it's like to be in a calm but firm sense of power, which I kind of feel like was more like when the goddess timelines were around. Women kind of just used to command with their energy and not their words. And it's become that women have to command with their words because they can't manage their energy. We haven't ever really been taught how to manage your energy. And thankfully, in the last five years, I've learned how to manage my own a lot better than what I was in my early 20s because, whoo. Mm-hmm. wasn't pretty <laughs> even though with that I'm still seeing that you know when a and I mean again this is kind of neither here nor there but um when a woman does speak up and command with her words you often find various slurs thrown at her right like oh she's a bitch she's mm-hmm. a you know whatever lovely c word and the other right where she's crazy you know yes you know and i i believe we talked about this in a podcast um episode um before or maybe i can't remember if we did or not about women in power i can't remember um but either way like it's interesting when we look at women in power and how often they've been vilified you know and and it never seems to land correctly or accurately. And yet with the, the women who are standing up in parliament over the last little bit, I don't, I mean, maybe it's just, I'm looking like, you know, there's that confirmation bias where I'm not seeing the information that actually, you know, are opposite to the viewpoints that I'm holding, but I'm not seeing a lot of that. I'm not seeing a lot of the um, you know, the, the derogatory things thrown towards Candace Bergen and Rachel Dancho. And there was another lady that stood up, I think today or, or recently who had very eloquent, eloquent words and was straight to the point. And I'm like, you ma'am, I have not seen ever. And I want to know who you are because I support you. Like I am, I'm all for, it is time that Canada has a female prime minister because come on <laughs> yeah that would be interesting i'm yeah. wondering if you're if you're talking about leslin lewis because she was another one that's on my radar maybe um 
I can't even remember what she looked like. I just saw a video the other day and I was like, oh my goodness, that is amazing. Like, I applaud you. (laughs) Like, you are someone that I feel like I could hold up and be like, this is a role model for, you know, young girls, Mm. you know, someone who can speak eloquently. And I, I, I feel like, like, not just, you know, obviously it's more than just speaking eloquently because it's, it's, it's the commanding presence she has without Mm -hmm. edging it over the line of being like the bitch, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really like, I get where you're saying, like, we need more women to step up and be this mentor or like be the mentor like that for younger women because, or girls even, um, because I think if we started raising our daughters like that, and then also in, you know, to have that balance, we start raising our sons in a way that is, you know, more about the respect of the women and we don't push our agendas on someone. I mean, that should be taught for both sides because, mm-hmm. but like, you know what? I, I don't, I don't agree with the whole, like, oh, if your bra strap's showing, oh my God, shame on you. You're going to distract the boys. No, no, no. Like the boys should be held accountable for their own emotions and feelings because mm-hmm. we've been putting that on women and girls for so long Centuries. that like, I don't want that. Right. Like I should not be held responsible for the way you feel, but yet we're making that the woman's and the girl's problem. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think, I mean, with these, with these new timelines that we're hopping into, I really do want to see a shift in the way that we're also parenting our children to make sure that we are growing functional humans that are able to communicate like how they're feeling effectively and be able to manage their own emotions without putting it onto someone else. So I find it interesting that, I mean, it's beautiful that that shift is happening because like, as you said, typically before a woman in power, you would get this almost attack of their character. Mm -hmm. And yet, and we're kind of seeing the same thing happening with the freedom convoy as well, where the immediate thing was like, staged photos that would attack the integrity of the intention of this convoy now whether or not there are like i said before whether or not there were other intentions happening like i don't condone condone like i'm not interested in the illegal activities i'm not at all but like we also need to look at the illegal activities that our government is enforcing as well because that is a huge huge one and if we the people cannot hold our government accountable we have lost but I don't actually believe that we have lost because what I actually see happening is the more that our government is pushing right now, the more people around the world are also advocating to hold the government accountable on our behalf mm-hmm. because they are recognizing how corrupt the system has become. And it's almost like when you're spinning and something is oscillating and then it gets so out of control that it implodes upon itself. That's literally what's happening to our governing systems right now. Mm -hmm. That's literally what's going to happen to the banking systems in the near, very near future. And what I see for governance in the new timeline is that the people have more of a voice. I don't understand why we cannot use technology in the same similar way that we do for like for in Canada, when you're filing your taxes, we have a a Canada revenue agency account. Mm -hmm. You go in, you file your taxes, you're done. So how hard would it be to use something like that that is actually secure 
you sign in with your own ID, your social insurance number, whatever. And if there was a bill trying to be passed, you get to, you get to read through what the meaning of it is and you cast your vote yourself. So that it's not just laying in the hands of the power of your MPs who ignore your emails when you email them and tell them how you feel about the situation. We won't talk about my MP right now. <laughs> oh, mine also voted down all the things that I'm against right now too. And I'm annoyed about it. So, and I didn't get a response from my email. So, well, yeah, I got one, so, but it was not very great. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. And it's interesting because that kind of goes into that vision or I don't know what you want to call it. Um, where like, because I know we were talking a couple of days. Well, I guess it was probably a week ago now where um, we were talking about kind of how we were seeing this this all play out and I was getting pinged with a really big Akashic where um, what I was seeing was like a falling of a castle, like a castle being torn down essentially. And the leader being like the king or whatever being taken out um, to the gallows was what was happening. Um, I don't know why my brain keeps wanting to go into like, maybe this was the fall of like, you know, Versailles um mm. with like louis the 14th and all that stuff with marie antoinette i just um, got that nice image of i know that i'm timeline. like i don't know if i'm just like making that up because i know the whole french revolution thing or whatever but like whatever um but essentially you know castles falling down leader being taken mm-hmm. um to basically face up for his his actions and i can see that um playing out in what's happening in canada and i don't think like this is all for in, in um, entertainment purposes only. I reserve, like, I do not condone any violence. <laughs> yeah. But I just, this is the way I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the government collapsing and Trudeau having to, you know. Face the music. Yeah, face the music for what he's done. Um, and now I'm not saying like he's like tarred and feathered and, you know, have horrible things happen to him. I'm seeing him being like put in court and having to, you know, justify his actions mm-hmm. and perhaps seeing some sort of fallout because of that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and because, I mean, it, whether you agree with what he's been doing or not, I think you have to also look at it objectively. Like he's dividing Canadians. He's saying very inflammatory things about a group of people that are identifiable that is not okay (laughs) you know he's he's had um there was a motion put forth by the conservative party in canada to basically make a plan to start decreasing the restrictions he and the liberals shot it down completely that that was a plan not even just we want to see the restrictions end by this date it was we want to see a plan put forward where we want to start a plan to help decrease these restrictions Mm-hmm. You know, and then also too on the 14th, so on Monday, he in, in, enacts the emergencies measure, like what was it, the Emergencies Act or mm-hmm. whatever, which we haven't, in, well, everyone keeps saying we've never enacted oh. this act ever. And I'm like, actually, if you paid attention to what it was before, which was the War Measures Act, correct, noticed that we have enacted it and it's been acted, enacted a couple of times, you know, and it's, yeah, three times. Yeah. Um, so it's, and I think the third time it was enacted was in 1970, right? Which, Which was when his dad was in power. Yeah. Very so that's my, 
that's my spin and an annoyance with the media on how they play on words because mm-hmm. technically yes the emergencies act has never been enacted because it was never called that before so let's let's fix this because it was the war measures act beforehand it was enacted in world war one in world war two and something to do with October something with the Quebec there separatists. Was, there was some really interesting terrorist type of groups in Quebec um, trying to be separatists. And I think they ended up stealing the deputy, deputy stealing. They kidnapped <laughs> the deputy, deputy prime minister, I think it was, or something like that. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. I was reading into it and it like, I mean, legit. Yeah. Okay. I get, we would want to call something in for that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that a lot of the the blockades are coming down from mm-hmm. across the borders. A lot of the local law enforcements are, you know, in, in good communication with the people who are protesting across Canada. We have Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Quebec all saying we don't want it. And possibly New Brunswick. New Brunswick and PEI have also spoken out about that. Okay, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's six provinces out of nine saying we don't want it. I have a feeling that they're still going to push it through for whatever reason. Mm. Because also too, like, I mean, do your own research out there, people. But if you actually look it up, there's four conditions at which point it can be called in. And I don't see the protests being. He hasn't met any of the criteria. And Mm -hmm. as it stands right now, because it is Wednesday when we were recording, Friday is when it's going to Senate. So it technically still hasn't even been approved, but I, I mean, I can't confirm this, but I read it and it's funny and I'm going to say it because I saw this, like somebody reshared a tweet and it was like on February 14th, Vladimir Putin said that Trudeau is, is a tyrant. Now, if that's actually true, that says volumes. Yeah. Well, and even if it isn't true, it's funny. <laughs> I found it. I, I saw a very interesting meme earlier, and I won't discuss it on on the podcast because I it's very one sided, and I think yes. it would just be amusing to share with you. And then because I don't want to, this is not a po- like an episode where I want to sway people, right? Like this is Correct. this is me saying like I don't care what you believe in, do your own research. And I'm not saying like let's go to CBC or you know Sun no. Media and like check out what they're saying i'm like do you like actually do your due diligence look Mm -hmm. at some of the alternative media resources which again too you can say are a little bit biased on the more of the side of the convoy Mm -hmm. but if you actually took the time to compare because between both sides you'll find the truth i i feel like you might be able to to see things in a little bit of a different light because I mean, I know myself, when I look at the mainstream media, I see nothing but hatred and horrible lies, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and a lot of disparaging, like, words against yeah. a, a group of Canadians. And I, they're not doing, like, if you, I think I, I mentioned this last time, they have freaking bouncy castles for the children and that are there. Blow up hot tubs. Like, come on how is this a revolution how is this what <sighs> insurrection i think they were calling it yeah <laughs> like we so, had concerts and bouncy castles guys and we're playing this, road hockey 
Yes, exactly. And they're shoveling the walk better than what the city of Ottawa was doing when a winter storm mm -hmm. hits. But this is, again, bringing you back to language is important. And we have to, as human beings and humans doing, we need to be diligent on the language that is trying to be impressed upon us as normalized or as true when it's not necessarily true. It's just uh, an example of a trajectory mm -hmm. of option. Like I've, maybe this is the teacher in me also, but I'm pretty sure like when I was in junior high, we were taught critical thinking. Canadians in my generation, what the fuck happened? Because there is a lot of people in my age group that have their blinders on so thick that it must at this point be a trauma response. And I'm not trying to make light of that because trauma is not fun to work through. I've been there. I get it. That's not where I'm going. But if you are so protective of your belief system that you can't even acknowledge when there is counter in evidence in front of you that is to be proven like to, that can prove something otherwise to you that your response is to dismiss it and to spit out that rhetoric and that same regurgitated response if you will that we're seeing on the mainstream where is the accountability in our media and our governance for the psychological damage that they have caused and are continuing to cause and further instigate mm -hmm. with what has been going on in the last little while. And for us to start vilifying the use of the word freedom as a, I can't remember how the article was worded, but essentially like it's a, like, they're trying to, the article was trying to imply that, you know, any movement wants to use this word, but the word is becoming overused for more nefarious intentions. And I was like, uh, that's a nice little spin on the story there, sir, or madam, or whoever the heck wrote it, or some robot that wrote it for this matter. Like, let's bring back the integrity of the language we are using, which also like perhaps might be a rat for another day, but it's an inquiry into why it is that we want to, why is it, why is it that many genocides include the destruction of language of a culture? and how many indigenous languages have been lost and what was the purpose in losing those languages? Like, I gotta say, the English language is not a very pretty language. Um, and like, there's other indigenous languages, like even like French, Italian, Spanish, um, the, the language that you speak up when you're like up in the Inuit areas, like, I think there's like, I wanna say over a hundred uh, words for the word like 100 different uh, uses for the word snow like we just call it snow but in their language in that indigenous language each word describes a different type of snow because the snow changes with the temperatures and and the air quality and the moisture and so the those different words actually give you an understanding of what the quality of snow is that you're using and yet it, the english language has has one word for it or they'll add another one to it, like wet snow, snow pellets. Like it's it's not like it's not really helpful to you. But but like that that cultural piece is important because if we continue to allow certain talking heads to to create the narrative for us, we are kind of forgetting the original intention 
and words, the words we use cast spells. So what kind of quote unquote spell casting is happening when they're now trying to negate the word freedom and, and labeling at it as a, as a dirty word almost because, you know, it's being misused by, by freedom protesters, no matter what, you know, rhetoric that, that the protesters want to push. Like, can we back off of attacking each other, please? Because that's not serving the world. And can we also back off of continuing to add fuel to the flames? Because that's not serving the world either. Yeah. Well, and I think that can kind of be talked about in terms of the cancel culture too, right? Like, mm-hmm. I know we've seen many people be quote unquote canceled because they've had a narrative that differs from the con, like the mainstream narrative, right? Like, Correct. Um, you know, most notably, I would say, or most prominently currently in like social media realm would be Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had, uh, Dr. Malone and then someone else, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Three or four different yeah. opposing the narrative. And so, guests. you know, with the whole like Neil Young saying, I want my music taken off of Spotify because Joe Rogan's podcast is on Spotify and, you know, and then not only that, but like we had Dr. Ro- uh, Robert Malone, who was one of the people who helped create the MRNA. Um, technology. technology that we used yeah. in the vaccines he <laughs> had one tweet that was you know against the narrative c- canceled deleted yeah. off to twitter um can't like all of his following gone right yeah. look at how many other virologists other you know high-ranking doctors other scientists that have also spoke out against you know the current narrative who have mm-hmm. been silenced and um, blocked from sharing from different platforms and unable to speak, right? Like, oh, what's his name? There was one really um, prominent virologist that I was following um, who uh, was kicked off of, like, I think he lost his job because of it. I can't, I'll, I have to quickly find his name because it is important. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name here? Dr. Bertle. Okay, that's not the one that I had heard of, but that's fair. No, and he he actually is one of those people who um, is really strongly against, and he's done a lot of research into, um, like he's a virologist, but he's done a lot of research. I think he's a virologist with it, something to do with em, uh, immunology, 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 study of vaccines. Um, okay. he, he's one of the ones that speaks up against you know, immunizing the children. Um, and he's done countless research out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like, we don't have enough information right now to safely say we should vaccinate the little ones. Um, and yet he's been silenced. He's been shut out. Um, I can't remember her name, but there was an ethics professor as well um, that was let go because she refused to get vaccinated and can, um, can we just pause about the irony of that because she's an ethics professor mm-hmm. yeah i watched um she actually i mean obviously she was doing it virtually her last class her first and last class of the semester um and i think it was the university of toronto i don't know somewhere in ontario she was worked um, but I know she stood up and spoke um, about her position too in um, during the protests in Ottawa. But yeah, she's an ethics professor, and I I watched 
what she spoke about. And it was the most gut-wrenching thing I have ever witnessed because you can see someone who really, really loves what she does. She's taught, like, she is an ethics professor. She teaches ethics. And yet what's happening to her is not ethical. And she's so crushed by it because she's, she's torn between like, this is what I stand for. And this is my and her livelihood, right? Her and, livelihood. and I, I think a lot of people who, like, I think of all the healthcare workers who have been let go because they've refused to get something, you know, mm-hmm. the the um, the vaccine or have refused to submit to testing. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at all of the other um, individuals out there who have lost their jobs because they also don't want to get vaccinated, right? Like, and it's not so much a matter of them necessarily being opposed to the vaccine it's there's a hesitancy you know and I think at least in my opinion a lot of it comes from the way that it was rolled out because you know it was it was like you're taking this vaccine or else or else yeah and they were also withholding information about what what these vaccines are because it's not like your traditional flu vaccine the mRNA technology is new-ish like I mean it's been around for a long time and it's but it has not been successful before. Mm-hmm. And the very fact that we're taught as young children not to take drugs from strangers, but then we're being told by our government, you take this, it doesn't matter, like it's quote unquote safe, but yet we do know that there have been adverse re- reaction events. I have people in my life that have had negative effects from the first and the second and the third injection. Why are those voices also being silenced? Because we're kind of taking away the right to informed consent. There was this article that was being circulated that should have been given to everyone. Apparently, like, I can't confirm this, but I remember reading, it was like um, like a data sheet insert of what should come with the injection. And in my opinion, if I can read it online as a PDF, why is somebody going for a vaccine clinic not also given the same information to read through and say that this is what this company is involved in, this is their technology. These are the risks. These are the potential side effects. These are the benefits. And then you get to weigh your own risk benefit. But the idea of creating it into a mandate takes away my ability to choose my own risk benefit factor. Mm -hmm. And that is where my stake is in the sand. I don't care if you've chosen to get it or not. It doesn't matter if I've chosen to get it or not. What matters is that you have taken it because of informed consent and not coercion. But there are a several Instagram accounts out there that are sharing anonymous stories of adverse reactions. And a couple of them also do surveys and they have a fair amount of followers. Like they certainly have more followers than I do. Like there's like thousands and thousands of people following these accounts. And then when you throw up a, a poll that says, were you coerced or did you make the choice yourself? And 98% of their people responding say that they've been coerced, like, or they felt that they've been coerced. Mm -hmm. Like that's going to affect a person at a soul level that they feel felt obligated and they had to go against their own knowing because they were being forced to choose much like that ethics professor between what I stand for and my livelihood. And I really see what's happening right now with our systems. It's like, Canada's not crumbling. Just the systems that built it are crumbling and they need to go because they're not serving us. And 
we really need to be shown and it's like it's kind of weird like I've kind of noticed this on like on a micro level within my own personal life where things have to get really freaking bad before I make a change I don't know why the hell I choose that it's dumb like let's listen to your first or second or maybe even your third intuitive hit don't wait until the 10th when it's like emergency red flag radar like help me out here holy crap like it doesn't need to get so bad that you're 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 forced between quote-unquote life or death um but like Canadians need to see how bad it could get before the rest wake up and realize wait a second we've been swindled here mm-hmm. and when information gets leaked like the fact that now you can fact check this but I've seen more than one indication that the Trudeau Foundation has invested financial interests in Pfizer, Moderna, and who knows who else. And if they have invested financial kickbacks as a result of these injections, that's a huge conflict of interest. And that does give you a different understanding of why the narrative is being pushed the way that it is. But sometimes when somebody starts a lie, they start to have to repeat it to themselves so much because they need to remind themselves to believe in it that they actually do begin to believe in the lie. And then they get in so deep that they can't back out. And I feel like that's where we're at. And so it's really quick and easy to cancel Joe Rogan and cancel Robert Malone and cancel whoever else speaks out against that narrative. But who's canceling the government? Well, we're trying. But it's not a terrorist attack. It's not a terrorist. It's it's nothing to do with that at all. I mean, you can't tell me that women, children, families multicultural bouncy castles bouncy castles have like (laughs) joined in like there's a reason why this movement quote-unquote went viral for you know being a funny little jab at what's happening in the world right now um (laughs) because we need to recognize that whether you agree with this or not it doesn't matter either whether you want the vaccine or not or whether you agree with the convoy or not people are pissed off people's voices have been silenced for too long And we are seeing an uprising because we have not been heard. We've been gaslit for two years, collectively. Mm -hmm. And the gaslighting continues when I get people in my inbox that have been following me or been friends with me or whatever forever. And they may not agree with my opinions. And then when I respond back with an answer and then I get blocked right away, like, go ahead and cancel me. I'm willing to show you the evidence that might help you understand. But if you're not even willing to have the conversation, you are a victim of cancel culture. And cancel culture is censorship. And censorship takes away the right to inform consent on any level and any layer. Whether it's, you know, whether you want to choose this specific chocolate bar or not. Like, you deserve to know whether or not it's been farmed ethically or whether it's some factory that treats their workers like crap. You should want to know these things about how you consume life on this planet. Mm-hmm. And the idea of so much government government control over us, over how we think, what we're allowed to think, what we're allowed to say, what we're allowed to do, how we spend our money, who we spend our time with, when we spend our time with them, you know, like... I think humans are done being told what to do. And I can tell you right now, I am for sure. I've been done for like 35 of my 40 years on this planet. I've been done with being told what to do since probably coming out of the womb, actually. But it's become so 
amplified in the last year and a half that it's like I'm I'm kind of done with the tattletale mentality like there's a generation of adults in the world right now that are throwing temper tantrums and behaving like children that have some growing up to do and it's going to be a rude awakening for them for these next two years when these things flip because they're going to have to face their own what's the word I guess their own mirrors their own shadows in a way yeah it's gonna be really interesting but that's why we're here yeah that's you true know, that's I think that's you know I was just having a conversation with someone today um and you know we were talking about how I think I shared something on Instagram about how trauma like presents itself and it like mm-hmm. it was like um trauma like unresolved trauma shows up in you know like insomnia anxiety PCOS I don't know if it was PCOS but like basically (laughs) physical I don't know it popped in my head I had to say it um I'll pull it up where is it I could see PCOS actually being a side effect because trauma affects your hormone response and PCOS is a hormonal response but yes it was P-O-T-S oh POTS okay that I don't know why I added the C but like fibromyalgia, panic attacks, digestive problems, autoimmune, inflammation, you know, chronic fatigue, like that kind of stuff, right? And I think that is honestly one of the reasons why I want to be that person who steps up and is like, I'm going to help you heal. You know, I'm here because whatever side of the, you know, narrative you're on, you're going to have some form of I don't know, like this is going to create some sort of dissonance for you, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I want to be here as a healer to help people walk out and without having that trauma. And I'm not saying everyone who's gone through the last two years has trauma, but it has affected you, you know, the way that it has been so disruptive for many, many, many humans It's going to have some form of emotional, mental, spiritual, physical effect on your body. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I'm here. That's what I, that that's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing with this healing work, you know? And, and so that's a nice little segue into, you know, shameless self promotion plug here. (laughs) (laughs) If you're experiencing anything like that, if you're experiencing, you know, physical effects of emotional disturbances or whatever, like Mm -hmm. you're struggling, reach out to one of us Mm -hmm. because that like, we would be happy to walk you through some healing. We would be happy to help you through, you know, or just even, I mean, I don't mean like spam our inboxes by sending us lots and lots of questions, but like, if you have questions, we can be able to direct you into like, you know, that's a quick question that I can answer, or maybe this is something we need to schedule a session for, mm-hmm. right? Like this could be like paying up some, um, Akashic records that you have or some, um, contracts or beliefs that you've, you know, held throughout lifetimes and things like that, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a reason that there are a bunch of healers stepping up to do this healing work and why we've been growing in numbers over the last decades or more, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, I mean, maybe not one of the reasons why I personally have stepped up, but that's, it's a stepping stone for me, right? Like I want to help the people who are ready to get rid of this baggage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
many collective Akashics have we uprooted right now? How many people have experienced government unrest before? How many people have experienced being in isolation before? How many people have plague timelines? How many people have government experience, um, experimentation timelines or even like galactic timelines that were where they've agreed to be an experiment and things have gone sour how many people have had some form of medical or scientific timelines where they were in charge of getting the information out there but then they've been silenced or not believed because that was a timeline that I had mm-hmm. um and then having that weight on your heart realizing like holy shit I might be responsible for someone's demise but yet there was nothing that you could do about it because you truly believed that you did do the best that you could do, but it's up to that person to listen, right? Like you could send a message in Morse code, but whether or not it actually gets to where you're trying to warn is a different story. Like that, like you're kind of, some of it's out of your control. And I'm really actually fascinated by the collective timelines a little more so recently than I am the individual ones, because I'm really seeing them come up a lot. And like, how many people have been freedom fighters before in a past life? How many people have been in positions of power where they've abused power before, or they've been abused by power, or they've given away their power and don't know how to call it back to them? Mm-hmm. I am here for that. Like, absolutely. I would love to walk somebody through being able to clear that because when I've done that for myself, it has shifted my perspective of what's going on in the world out of the experiencer and into the observer. And it's allowed me to remain more rational and not so caught up in the roller coaster. I mean, the roller coaster that we've been on in the last couple of weeks has been entertaining, but it hasn't been necessarily easy. But at the same time, it also makes you wonder like, like Canada is like kind of, I don't want to say that we're in a war, but like we would be in the most anticlimactic war ever. It's, <laughs> it's been a freaking giant frat party in Ottawa much to the demise of many people that live downtown and like I understand and I respect the noise yada yada like I get it but the whole purpose of these last two years was to make every single person uncomfortable about all of the things that is not serving them so if you haven't been touched by that discomfort yet good that's great because maybe you're a clear vessel and that's amazing but also are you looking at your shit because if you're not looking at your shit then something's going to come up and and sideswipe you and you might get not knocked out physically or like spiritually but like it might knock you on your ass a little bit and make you really question your reality and i can see both sides of the argument having some things like perhaps we don't have i don't think we have all of the information yet about what's going on we don't know all of the little undercurrents so there could still be surprises and there might be some things that make me on the freedom fighter side of things go ew that's gross I actually don't want to be a part of that that we haven't learned about yet but then there's also things on the other side of it that are going to make people feel which they already kind of are amplified but again if you understood discernment between truth and and a lie like like you said earlier Aaron that truth kind of lies in the middle of all of the stories right Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that no matter what side you're on, you are fighting for your own freedoms to the best of your ability and knowledge based on the information that you have. But we really do, like, I find it interesting that early in 2020, one of the narratives was don't do your own research, like let leave it up to the experts. Um, okay, I disagree with that because you can't negate the entire collective of scientists by saying that we have to listen to the public health experts on this science because 
that's horseshit. That's not what science is about. Mm-hmm. And from a teaching perspective, critical thinking is important. You can't be a critical thinker if you are not weighing all sides of the story. And for me, I'm naturally always seeking for the balance. And I do, and like, and when I do have an opinion on something or when I have picked a side, I will make it well known. And that's fine. It will take the right person to get me to see their side of things, but I'm learning to be a lot more compassionate. Like, man, the last three weeks of conversations I've had in my DMs first were triggering, but then I realized like, wait a second, I can't be true to my word to say that I have to find truth somewhere in the middle if I'm not willing to hear the other person first. Yeah. But if the other person wants to cancel me right away because I've responded once and they don't even want to hear me out, well, okay, goodbye. Like, bye. Like, I'm not going to entertain that. Like, maybe I'll meet this person in the future at some point and we'll be able to mend fences and, and recognize that we both could have been wrong in the moment. And, and yet here we are, you know, five, 10 weeks, 20 weeks, 20 years later, like we can come back around and, and have that conversation. But I think the whole point is to like, let's take a look at our triggers and why is this triggering me? And then can I back out of that trigger, back out of the emotion that I'm feeling right now and see a little clearer? Because if we're not allowing that to happen, we just spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. The The words dark night of the soul keeps popping up, but it's not just an individual. It's a collective. It is. Like, and I think too, the US is going into their Pluto return. They are. So... That'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't, I'm not an astrologer by any means, but I would highly recommend that if anyone is interested, they should look that up. <laughs> I would agree with you on that one. Um, like there's a lot of good information out there regarding astrology and, and long before the traditional Julian calendar that most of the world uses right now for their timelines occurred, like people before calendars existed people followed the astrology people followed the constellations people followed the the transitions of mother earth in her seasons naturally and something else this is like a little side tidbit that i find i I would like to do some more digging and tracking on but i find it kind of curious that um you know the show the wheel of time we were Mm -hmm. watching if you haven't to our listeners i highly recommend it It's, it's a good time it's it's in their first season on Amazon Prime and it's just, it's really interesting, but they get to this point where they're trying to get some answers and they're walking to a certain destination and they come across the forest of light. And when I saw that image, I kind of got flashed. Um, what if we were actually paying attention to our own forested areas and our mother nature, she gives us signs and if you were only living off of the land and you saw your forest overcome with blight back in the day, you might've taken that as some kind of foreshadowing. And in our province, we've had a blight problem for a few years now. And in the last two years, I've noticed it's affecting our forests as well. Like the last couple of times, like Birds Hill Park has it as well. And I just kind of, I had this realization this last year. I was like, wow, if we were actually tuned in to Mother Earth at that level, what was she trying to tell us with the blight showing up? You know? Mm-hmm. And yet here we are a couple years later and we are going through this interesting... So, like, I mean, obviously we can always find signs if we're looking for them, yada, yada. But it's, it's a cool thing to speculate and wonder about. Um, if we were to pull back from 
letting others make decisions about our life that are going to affect us long term and take take that responsibility upon ourselves because unfortunately Canada for too long has been complacent about that sort of thing and I really think that this ruffling of the feathers in the last couple of months is is so that Canadians kind of reclaim their power a little bit and and then also reflect out to the world how to do the same Mm -hmm. Um, because if Canada makes moves to change their governing systems in a positive light I do think that other countries will also look to consider the same as well going forward. Yes, it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. There is due process, obviously, that needs to be weighed. But I would love to see a government that does honor the land, does honor the humans that live on this land, honors the animals and listens to people's voices and allows them to be heard because we have been gaslit for so long. And we're also kind of gaslighting ourselves to a little bit I think by playing a blind eye Mm -hmm. and if we could bring in the spirituality and that connection to nature you know what if that blight like I could I should actually research when it started showing up in Manitoba because it would also then be curious to take a look at what was happening astrologically and with our government at that time Mm -hmm. that would be really interesting Hmm. yeah Awesome. Well, I think with that, we should probably wrap it up. So Mm -hmm. thank you all for listening. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I know that these last few episodes have been a little, well, they've been tense and a little bit entertaining, but um, you know, the offer still stands. If you are feeling a little out of control or a little spinny in, you know, any way shape or form and you feel like you need some support just reach out to either one of us um or another healer that you know too right absolutely um you know and and we'd be help, happy to help you through you know whatever it is that you're going through um i know you can find me at heal with Aaron mindy and um, on instagram and facebook you can find me on my website at erinmindy.ca and carol yeah, Coach Carol Sky on Instagram, Facebook, and carolsky.ca for websites. And in Winnipeg, uh, I will be at the newest gym in the city. It's called Westside Iron Training and Therapy. They also have an Instagram account. You can check them out as well. I'm super jazzed to be starting my uh, fitness coaching position there. I'm so pumped to be in the gym space again. I'm super, super excited. So you can find me there after March 1st, and I will be sharing more and more details uh, about that as it unfolds. Yeah, that's super awesome. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and uh, we will, I guess, be back next week. Check you soon. (laughs) Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.